Hi, Jackie. Hi, Rosie. Hey, listeners, and welcome to Anna's Hole. I just cool. stuck with the same note. I was happy for that. Okay. I, I knew you were going to do something different because last week you had the one. I went low. And yeah, sultry. you went low and I went high. Ooh, <laughs> cool. <laughs> what is it? When they, they go, go low, we, we go, go high. high. Cool. Um, yes. <sighs> um, so this is the conclusion to the, well, not a conclusion, just the second part of part this, two. part two of the conversation of am I an asshole for disliking the Republican Party? And and I will say when, when they, I don't go high anymore. Oh. I go for the balls. Cool. Yeah. Good. I'm glad you when went back to that. It was worth low, it. I go, well, well, you know what? Whatever. She thought about it. I want you guys, I wish you guys could see her face sometimes when I, what I get to see. Cause I yeah. got to see you kind of go away for a bit. <laughs> think I about, about it a lot because what does that do going high? That's so I don't stupid. even know what that means. But either way, I'm going through. You Great. know what I mean? To the Rosie? balls. I'm going, nah, I'm going through to the heart. Oh, good. Yes, yes, yes. Cause we got to, you know, talk about this stuff. Yeah. That's why we did this episode. Yeah. Cause I was feeling weird about being so judgmental of the other party. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to have an actual conversation with somebody yeah. who, uh, I could learn from and so, record it and record it <laughs> yeah. for no. our millions of listeners. Millions of listeners. Um, but, but no, I do think that's absolutely right. That like figuring out how to have those conversations that are maybe uncomfortable or yes. um, just starting to have them, yeah. I think is the right thing. I think people might be worried that they're going to like be too much this way or not enough this way to to have the conversation. But I think starting is is going to be, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, how often can you really have a constructive conversation? I feel like conversation with somebody who you might not agree with Mm -hmm. completely idealistically or politically like everybody hides behind their computers and they you know internet troll and like do all that stuff and it's like you know really if you had a face-to-face discussion with somebody it's going to be different than that because you will literally see them as a human yeah and you'll understand like where they're coming from and maybe they don't feel as passionately about some things that you feel passionately about the other way or whatever it is so danny sermon thanks again for being such a great sport yeah and um listen to the second part of am i an asshole for disliking the Republican party. And you should listen to it because we ended up, wow. At the end, Jackie and her are getting engaged. We're get, She's we're, getting ready right to Nick. engaged <laughs> and we started our own party. Yeah. <laughs> Which is yes. just a so, love party. Yeah. The love party. Um, and I'm the soul follower. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you. Bye. I'm fair, very interested, Danny, in your thoughts right now on, is, is it okay to kind of pivot it toward Trump and sure. and then just, just how you feel about, because I just think it'd be, it's an interesting time right now to be Republican because you're the leader of your party or like the president right now, maybe you don't find him to be the leader of your party, but like is kind of unlike any other president that we've had so far. And he's very extreme and very kind of amoral and kind of, in a way, the antithesis of probably what a lot of Republicans stand for, um, especially like the John McCain's or the more moderates. So like, what are your, like, what are how do you feel right now about being Republican? Do you feel like you have to defend your party or that you should be Republican now more than ever or fuck Trump? Like, what do you think? Um, I'm, I'm still a Republican. I think that while I'm not a fan of how he, I mean, first off, I think that the norms of how he's run the presidency are the bigger problem than the policy. Um, mm-hmm. I, I should say, throw that out there that I think that we have to be careful that when we're talking about being anti-Trump, we should be specific on 
what is, what does it look like to be anti-Trump? Uh, a lot of people give people like Flake and McCain and Ben Sass a lot of flack for if you're so anti-Trump, why are you still voting with Republicans? To me, that's, mm-hmm. I mean, to ask Republicans to give up what they believe for is a, it, 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 you're not going to be winning over the support to get to a majority that people would want. Um, and nor do I think that it's really working in good faith. To me, that's the big problem with this presidency. I have policy differences for you too. I mean, tariffs are going to be a big one. Um, mm-hmm. but to me, I rather stay in the party where I can keep making a difference because as a history teacher in the long run of politics, um, presidents only last for eight years they may even define a political era of up to like 20 years, but they're only going to be one piece. And there's going to be a big question on what comes after. And if you're not involved with it before, you don't really get a say on what comes after really. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, besides being able to vote in another party, which that could be all it is, but there's still, this is a two party system. We're still always going to have something. Um, and Truthfully, a lot of Trump supporters, there's shades of gray, which I kind of got towards at the beginning. So should I not vote for someone because they voted for Trump regretfully? I mean, they're probably with me on most of the substantive issues that they think that the way he runs the presidency is pretty rough. They think that on different political issues that they disagree with him. So should I just cast them out? Uh, I don't think so. Because... Ultimately, they're going to be with me after the fact, or they're going to be with me now because the president and our system of government only had so much power. Yeah, it's just like weird because you say things like pretty rough and it's like, that's like just not what I would describe Trump's presidency. Like pretty rough was George Bush. Like he's like insane. Like he has like a mental issue. So it's just like so hard. Like it's hard for me to be like, ah, he's just a blip in the sky when he, cause he's also, you know, uh, appointing people that will serve for, for life. Um, so it, it, you know, um, it's a, it's a big deal in my, in my opinion, I don't see it as like a little oopsie daisies, but, um, I mean, it is a big deal, but yeah. it's also, I mean, he's it just doesn't like, really he's like aligning with like dictators and stuff. So it's just like so hard for me to like <sighs> separate that, I guess. Like take the long view. We already went here. Andrew Jackson. Andrew Jackson ran his presidency like Donald Trump, except he was actually a general Mm -hmm. beforehand and had a better sense of how to, uh, you know, play political games. So he was like, he was way smarter and in politics. Yes. So he wasn't really like Trump. (laughs) No, he, well, no, he was, he violated the norms of the presidency. He brought in his kitchen cabinet. Um, he introduced the spoil system, which provided for political patronage. He was very against certain outgroups in his case with native Americans at the trail of tears. Although that was, uh, yeah, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's pretty similar in some ways. Um, he was also very aggressive with his political opponents. Donald Trump will tweet mean things about them and be particularly nasty. Andrew Jackson skipped that bit and had duels on the white house lawn. So there are both of them kind of similarities. I guess. Yeah. yeah. And he was, he was a complete outside. I mean, he was considered cause he's from, I think he's from Tennessee, Nashville or area or something. Is that anyway, he was, I think considered by the, the current, what was current at the time to be a real outsider and almost like lowbrow. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he, I mean, his inauguration, uh, he and the general public was invited to the inauguration. They stormed the building, have a massive 
party and basically the, it went until sunrise. And the only way that they got the people out was someone got smart and moved all the alcohol on the white house lawn to get the people out of the white house. And they caused tons of damages to the building. Um, Trump didn't do that obviously, but it's, you know, it, it's just kind of a nice little metaphor for the outsiders yeah. coming in and taking over. Yeah. It's just hard. Cause I think like he ruled in like the 1800s. So it's just, it's hard. It's hard for me right now to, to compare that, but I know you're, you're comparing kind of like personalities in the way that they reigned. Um, but Trump had zero experience in, in anything really, except for being fake rich and, um, being a, a reality star. Um, so it's just, I, I, and I also well, feel like he'll end up on the $20 bill. <laughs> I mean, my God, but I, I also just, He's I'm just online. curious. So I think what I'm, but I think what I'm hearing from you is that he, for you, I mean, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you kind of feel like, well, I'm sticking with my party because you know, a few years from now, Trump's going to be over and we need to get our party back together and like be, you know, cause if we don't, then we're abandoning what we believe in. I mean, is yeah. that kind of accurate? Hmm. Yeah. So like once, so. once this kind of craziness, Andrew Jackson-esque phase is over, we're going to hopefully get back to normalcy. I mean, and again, he's only one branch of the government. There are other branches with Republicans in charge that, um, you know, I mean, particularly the legislative branch, it's their job that's supposed to be to write laws. And truthfully, we'd be in less of a predicament as we are now if the Congress and the legislative branch actually used that authority better. better. So tariffs, Congress advocated its authority years ago to the president in a lot of ways to our, you know, single-handedly set tariffs when really that should be the role of Congress to write the laws should be Congress mm-hmm. that sets those instead of saying that due to economic national security, the president can set, you know, arbitrarily, uh, we wouldn't be in a trade war with China if Congress had done its job beforehand. So, yeah, I'd rather elect better people to Congress to limit him, be able to yeah. be a part of what the party looks like after. Right. Right. Okay. I see. Yeah. I think that's a fair point is that I don't feel like the checks and balances are happening. Uh, I have a question. Okay. So do we think, well, I guess for you, Danny, do, do you like in, enjoy engaging with um, someone from the other party? Like, do we think that, cause I know we keep talking about how, like if we can be like empathetic towards each other and listen to each other, maybe this won't be like such a, like a, a, a divide or do we think like, there's always going to be a divide and there's like, it just seems like there's so, some issues that just people will never agree on. Do you, do you feel like it, uh, in your position, you want to go talk to people and like, you know, to get people to understand where you're coming from or is that something? That's a good that, question. Yeah. yeah. Do you just both. Kinda... I mean, it, it really is both. I do want people to work in good faith together to understand where I'm coming from and try to understand where they're coming from. But also there are going to be issues that just always plague us. Yeah. Uh, or yeah. we're never going to, I mean, you're never going to get everyone to agree 100% on an issue. And so I think that politically, the beautiful thing about our system is that we can come together and say, all right, what is the rule that we set for the government? Not saying that we all believe in this, but what's the best rule we can set for the government that we can establish? And then we spend the rest of our time tinkering with that rule. Um, And so to me, it's like I can go to someone on the other. I mean, I went to McAllister, so debate political debates were a thing every day with me and my friends it's Mm. all right here's an issue here's what i think here's what you think what can we agree on and some days we wouldn't agree but um i mean in texas even like 
I'd love to work with people on the other side on certain issues. I agree on medical marijuana is going to be a huge issue. And in fact, the Republican and uh, Democratic parties in the state of Texas now both support medical marijuana. So there's no excuse for it to not happen. I, again, I am, I know like very little about like how the political system really works, but like, it's just so interesting to me that like, that, that, it has to be so like, this is what Republicans believe in. Like, hey, I guess if one gets thrown in there that I don't really agree with, I still have to like do that. Or, or same with Democrats or, you know, whatever. Like that, that like, it's such, it's uh, like- That you I, have to work with them? Uh, no, 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 no. That like, that you would have to have an, or we, are you saying with the issue? Because I'm like, the, the fact that there like could be like such a damaging issue on in one um, part of, you know, someone's, political party, but then you, you have to just be okay with it because you agree with that party. So I'm not making sense. Of it. Oh, oh, I, I, that it's weird that you would have to like believe a certain thing because a party believes it. No, I'm saying it's shitty that that's how our system is. Like that, that oh, they're yeah. like, that you, you could be like, you know what? I, uh, I actually agree with gay marriage, but I vote Republican. So that kind of gets thrown to the wayside. But I mean, do you feel as a Republican that you would feel comfortable, like, you know, do you do you then also stand up for it to try to like make changes in 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 the stuff that you do believe in to like sort of change the party? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, that, that is I mean, I got up, possible. Yeah, so I I mean I got up at um, our county convention. I had a resolution that I was going to unveil that would have been very unpopular, where I was going to suggest that or for the county party to condemn any bathroom bill that fell within certain parameters that that was a big issue in the last legislative session, one that I stridently disagreed with. Uh, I ended up shelving it because instead a couple of ladies came up to me who um, were new to the process. They knew I'd been involved for a while. Medical marijuana was their big issue. They both had autistic sons who that would help. Medical marijuana has an incredibly strict law in Texas that allows a tiny number of people to get access to it, but their sons can't. They have to break the law to do it. So I threw mine out and instead became the long-haired hippie-looking guy to introduce their resolution because I knew the process. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I can provide a good voice within the party. And, it's I mean, beyond that, it's also backing candidates I agree with more than I believe in. You know, I don't back people unless there's, not a, unless there's uh, enough common ground for me to do it in. So mm. if you, you know, I'd have a hard time if a candidate doesn't hit mm. enough one of them yeah what is yeah. what does he or she have to say about i mean i mean wow trump supporter <laughs> i love the tail <laughs> i love the tails they have their own personalities um um yeah. but see okay i think that that like what you just said common ground i think like that that really strikes me because i think what we're talking about is where you're passionate the subjects that you're passionate about because mm-hmm. Personally, I don't really, I'm not super passionate about medical marijuana. I don't really care. Like, it's not that I don't care about it, but see, if it were up to me, it'd be legal. I don't care. Like, I'm not not trying to, you know what I mean? So it's like, of course, sure. If it helps people out, great. But I think those bigger issues, like sometimes, and I hate to pull the woman card because I know a lot of women are Republican and voted for Trump and everything, but sometimes like it feels personal in terms of like the Kavanaugh situation and like mm. the Roy Moore. I know Bill Clinton is, has been accused of saying, you know, terrible mm. things against women, but like some of these issues just like hit me harder. And I think some of it is because 
of my gender and that like it sometimes it feels a bit of like a personal attack and so like do you have thoughts on on Kavanaugh like that you want to share even if it's like a little maybe against what we uh, differing of our opinion I don't I don't I don't really have a lot to share on that um because any I'll, the only thing that I would have to add is that what bugs me, I've had a couple friends who have noted that regardless of the sexual assault, that we should just not approve him because of his policies. And I get where they're coming from, but at the same time, I think that, um, I don't know, like this kind of comes minus that really huge looming issue that, I mean, you know, if true, that's grounds enough to not approve someone to the Supreme court. But like on policy, Kavanaugh's pretty much a normal Republican. Now, not one that me as a libertarian, I'm super excited about on Fourth Amendment grounds. And, um, you know, he had the one opinion on presidential power that was really concerning. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, he's pretty standard. So we, so if this allegation hadn't come out, which again, really huge deal that can be, you know, disqualifying on its own, um, would we have blamed Republicans for approving him? Or, I mean, look at Neil Gorsuch, right? Mm-hmm. Same kind of thing. So I think that when we're talking about being anti-Trump, we have to be careful on what does that look like. Um, because if it just looks like the Democrats being against Republicans, that'll work for a cycle, but you're not going to get lasting change. Um, okay. <laughs> well, meanwhile, there's Merrick Garland, like in the corner, like, hey. Hey guys, I haven't raped anyone. <laughs> anyone want to yeah. vote for me? Yeah. I'm all right. Yeah. But I mean, he didn't, he didn't get heard, but yeah, I mean, I, I oh, think the sorry. interesting piece though about Kavanaugh is that his, his opinion on presidential protection and power is why he's so forcefully nominated. Oh, well, yeah, right. obviously. Yeah. I right. mean, Donald I mean, Trump was my last choice among the primary candidates. <laughs> So yeah. I'm just going to say again. Yes. <laughs> he was my He's your guy. He's your guy. Um, love him so much. Um, I, I, what I think is interesting. Uh, I, I even voted, I, I'll even throw this out there that by the time the Texas primary rolled around, I voted for Ted Cruz over Rand just to stop Trump. And in fact, that's part, I mean, ironically, part of the reason we have Trump was that a lot of the establishment didn't come around to Cruz to stop Trump, that they hated Cruz worse. Um, mm-hmm. Now I, 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 I'm not saying that Cruz isn't a huge fan. Beto is a big deal down here in Texas. Uh, in fact, my wife is a Beto yeah, volunteer, so Beto ambassador. Oh, oh, what an interesting We're, household. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, wait. Sorry. So your wife is? I, I don't know who this person is you're talking about. Oh, uh, Beto oh, O'Rourke. Beto. She's a volunteer for the guy running against Ted Cruz. Oh, okay. But you're both Republicans. Yeah. She's a dem. Is she a dem. Yeah. Oh. Oh. No, she's a Republican. Oh. oh, interesting. Okay. She's a Republican for Beto. Yep. This is why I wanted to talk to Do you. you think, thank you. <laughs> you're, you're an interesting guy. Um, <laughs> I, I um, Also, I, when I was looking up some stuff, just to kind of see, like, just if we're ever going to be able to actually have these conversations that I think we all want to have, like, you know, the moral... I was looking up, like, moral reframing. Like, how can you actually have conversations with each other to... Um, like you said earlier, there was like a political campaign where they just made it, this person seem like a human. Like at the, uh, I think it was, we were talking about gay rights mm-hmm. at that point. Like, but like, right. I, um, like everyone, everyone should be able to be together. Why can't they? Yeah. yeah. The framing around it. 
Yeah. And I, I'm wondering if that's like actually something that we can do. I mean, or because like in order to be able to have a conversation, like you said before, I have to find like a common ground or like, or like to see each other as like humans and then be able to have a discussion. Like, but it just seems like the things are so heated. Is it ever to me? And I ask this to everybody, like, do we ever think that there is going to be a common ground? I mean, are we ever going to agree? Like, or, or is this just a thing where we're like, there are just some people you don't agree with. I mean, it just so happens to be, this is who's like running our country and making our decisions. But like, if it didn't, if it didn't involve who was running our country, would we get in these kind of heated discussions about things like, or would we be like, you have a different opinion than I do and then be okay with it? Does that make any sense? Well, I mean, do I you, both. do you believe in party politics? believe in no it's a necessary evil i mean read the federalist by james mass and i think it's federalist number 10 that talks about factions um that if factions are inevitable you are always going to have people group themselves off when there's Mm -hmm. not there's chaos they don't know what signal to follow to the point where i mean i have people going out for my city council candidates and the people at the door are asking wait are you a democrat or a republican as if that really makes a difference on the big issues here which are drainage traffic water supply um you know yeah maybe i guess that could make a difference on property taxes but even then it's more about balancing a budget on the local level and then keeping them as low as we can. Um, okay. So I, okay. It's you're it's, very yeah. fiscally, fiscally conservative. Yeah. Almost kind of yeah. more so almost more than some social issues. You're like, Oh, more, economically, yeah. yeah. Economically go. You're very much legs. Republican, but like some of the social issues you're kind of not just one party on. I mean, I think government should get out of our lives, period. That's where but possible. Except in, the protect, except in the protection of natural rights. And that one issue, it gets complicated. Okay. <laughs> How about... Um, okay, so... And then, I mean, it also gets complicated on guns, too, which is why I'm... It's the same yes. thing. Yes. Okay, that Liberty, was exactly life. what I wanted to, to get into really quickly yeah. because... Yeah, because... So... so gun uh, really quickly. <laughs> yeah, just that light topic. Um, you, stated, you stated that gun control was... Again, also something I find very interesting that like this topic is a little less close to my heart because Mm. I don't, I personally don't, I don't own a gun. I don't want like, but I don't, I hate guns. They freak me out. I think the school shootings, I think the shit that's going on is very much because we don't have enough gun control. I will may probably disagree with you on whatever your stance is, but maybe not. Um, Mm -hmm. But, uh, but I don't have this kind of visceral response to it so mm. so why are you pro guns <laughs> I, I don't think the government should regulate it as a general rule now do i want people to have run around with machine guns you know i don't have a problem with that restriction that the government made but that um, is a restriction I, then come on you don't think automatic like semi-automatics and stuff. I mean, that's a restriction. And then, it, and then if I was a hundred percent consistent on it, then you would attack me for being too much of a purist. I don't get any break. So <laughs> I'm trying to operate in the real world here, which is I want to minimize the size of government while also being a little practical about it. Uh, I'm practical. I mean, I think, I think we would both agree that we don't want children to be killed. Absolutely. Um, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that we would both agree that there should be some sort of law or regulation of uh, mental health people getting access to guns. I mean, what are your thoughts about that? Well, what is Danny's position? We don't know. (laughs) Uh, 
I, I oh, don't sorry, have a fully detailed issue. When you said it was practical, it felt like a bit of an attack that I'm not practical about it. But anyway. oh no, I, I mean, I meant the practical as in like if I accepted any regulation on guns, then therefore why wouldn't I allow someone to carry a suitcase with a nuke inside of it? Because that's oh, I the see most pure liberty. Right. Oh, or like, why can't I drive a tank around that's fully right. armed? That's so extreme. <laughs> oh, I mean, no, I I'm mean, a libertarian, I believe... so I've heard that. Yeah, you've heard, all, you've heard everything. Oh, my God. Okay. I've heard it all. Uh, <laughs> no. That, like, um, tanks I would yeah. love to Danny's one. got a tank. No, no. <laughs> I wish. Okay. It'd so... be cool to own it. You actually can own a tank if it's, if it's not operational as far as the uh, gun part. I own a tank. What the fuck are but you... But you can't drive it on most streets because you can't insure it. A gun rack. Sucks. Okay. So what are your thoughts on gun control? Uh, I don't think that we should regulate guns excessively. Uh, I, I was cool. I was a fan of the Dean V Heller decision, which basically the Supreme court decision back in 08, that basically held that everyone has a right to own a gun. Um, everyone has the right to bear arms if you're in a formal militia or not, but that it can be subject to certain regulations. Um, those regulations those are determined regula- by States or generally. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, when it, when it's a tough issue for me, I always say throw it to the States, uh, because I think that's yeah, the best way to find what works and what doesn't. Yeah. But then what happens when you cross from a state that has, you know, let's say like really strict regulations or not strict reg- regulations to a state that has very strict regulations, then what? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, I'm thinking here, uh, we do see some of that, or we do see a good deal of that, that certain states with tough gun control will like import them from other sources. Um, but at the same time, like we would be, you still should be able to see some comparisons that if something's geographically distant enough, or if there's a policy change, we should, we still should be able to see some differences, I guess would be my short answer. Um, it, yeah, I, I don't have a really awesome answer to that. I'll admit that, but my short answer would be short that. Um, what else? I got to say, Danny, some of your, so you don't have a strong thing on some of these things that, that are big. I mean, because I care about shrinking government and I'm a lot more curious about budgets and, um, okay. Like, I, I care a lot more about being able to look at a spreadsheet, figure out what's the most creative way to solve a budget shortfall or what programs we need to cut or, you know, that's the part that's more interesting to me. And on certain social issues, getting the government out of the way, civil liberties, LGBT issues. Um, okay. So, and so yeah. for ta- like for, so that's kind of your bread and butter that the, the kind of, yeah. Like, yeah. So like for, for taxes and, and that kind of stuff, are you, do you believe in like the trickle down effect? Like, do you, like, I'm just, I'm curious too, because I think you're so interesting because you're a teacher and mm-hmm. like, you're not, you know, I mean, unless we don't know you very well, maybe you are a, you know, billionaire, but you're, you know, you're not the, <laughs> the, the cliche yes. kind of, um, Love your hippie look, by the way. It makes you like very relatable. Like it's like not fair because as a liberal, I'm like he's with me. <laughs> um, but you you can be either. You know what? You cross whatever you want, and you believe in whatever you believe in. But um, like, do you do you believe that the tax break? Do you do you not kind of feel like tax breaks are for rich people? 
Uh, a lot practically, yeah, they do tend to be. Um, okay. If we don't write them the right way, I mean, okay. we can dig into how to write them better. I mean, as a general rule, I think that we should uh, decrease or quit using tax breaks almost always and just lower the tax rates more generally because your richest companies end up being able to use the system to get out of paying taxes and your middle-sized companies are not going to. I mean, there's nothing fiscally conservative about bailing out big companies. So that's an issue where you can find left and right common ground. For sure. It's just big government. I mean, those big companies can't get those handouts without a big government. So Mm I mean, that's why we saw like when the bailouts happened, why you saw opposition from both sides of the political spectrum, Mm -hmm. right? Because they got no punishment for all the egregious behaviors. I mean, it's totally fine if they want to go out doing a bunch of bad loans, but then they need to suffer the consequences. Yeah, Um, for sure. That's how the market works. And if you don't let it correct, then it won't. So as far as those tax breaks went, I mean, what we've seen in the Trump era is a pretty nasty combination because Trump is okay with spending as he said he wasn't on the campaign trail, but he's okay, especially if it's spending for something like a wall. Um, and the congressional Republicans, a lot of them are okay with increasing spending on defense spending, which I'm okay with a big military. I want us to have the biggest military in the world. We'll still probably have it while trimming defense. Um, mm-hmm. And if you want to go, so you can have two ways to do bipartisan compromise in Washington. We could have a bipartisan compromise where we jack up spending for both domestic and foreign policy issues, or we could have a compromise where Republicans get serious about cutting spending consistently and force Democrats to have to answer for, are they really serious about wanting to trim it? Well, and, so how do you feel about the party now, um, given the like billion dollar deficits that we're looking at? I mean, we've had deficits going up forever, basically. Um, We had some limits, ironically, under what the best solution we ever, or not best. I mean, there were some real costs that people suffered. But as far as the size of government going down was a sequester. Um, When it was a compromise broker between Democrats and Republicans saying, if we don't come to an agreement, there's going to be some decreases and projected increases of spending. They actually did decrease a little bit. And then we didn't fall apart as a country. Um, so I don't know that so I, I think it's a bipartisan the, problem, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I, I just, I think what's really one thing that's from the, from the financial aspect that's been jarring to me is the amount of spending and the projected deficits that we have in this administration and how right. it doesn't add up very, to me as somebody who, I mean, it, it feels like it's the opposite of conservative. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's. Well, yeah, because mm -hmm. like post, I mean, am I wrong? Post Clinton and post Obama, we've had more of a surplus or at least more of financial gain. Like the economy has been pretty good. So it's hard to say that liberals are, not doing well financially. I mean, our debt has still increased under all presidents, regardless of the party. Um, under Obama, we have a surplus. I mean, that would claim yeah, relic that no, hasn't come back. Um, well, a post, I'm saying I mean, post I, Obama. Cause like, I don't think that, tr- cause like right now oh. the economy is okay, but I don't think that's because of Trump. I think that's because of Obama. Mm-hmm. You know, you have, I think that uh, kind of the fundamental things that drive the economy have nothing to do with the government because we have a free market system. Um, 
the government can kind of set rules for how the market operates in some ways, but fundamentally it's supply and demand. And if the mm-hmm. fundamentals are good, then the economy is going to be good. Um, with the exception of if the government creates opportunities for malinvestment, like we saw with the housing bubble, right? The government let lenders get away with this. And then when the chickens came home to roost, they let them keep getting away with it. So there was no real, I mean, the market corrected itself a little bit, but it didn't change the fundamental premise that there were going to be more bubbles happening. Well, and then when you slap like these tariffs, right? Mm-hmm. That I don't, I don't see that as, I, that is something artificially put into the economy by a government that is, um, I just think it's concerning. Absolutely. I mean, it's, government basically saying that if you buy something from a certain country, it's going to cost more. And what that means is that then we're going to start producing things in the United States that we wouldn't produce otherwise. Now those people are going to be rent seekers. That's what we call them in the, you know, I think, what is it? Political economy jargon, where they're going to have to keep going to the government to keep those tariffs high or keep raising them in right. order for their industry to survive. Like um, the farm now we're going to see, Correct. Like the handout for the farm growing. industry. Absolutely. And that's a bipartisan affair. And just that's, pick your industry for which one. Oh, and, and I just it, think yeah. that, I mean, you're right. And it's, it, I don't see it as sustainable. And I think that it's got, it, it's, it, I'm concerned and curious to see how the projected numbers are going to come out as this is protracted over time. Because I think that right now, you know, they did do the bailout to the farmers or the payout to the farmers, but that's not going to be sustainable. Right. And the biggest concerning economic thing is the fact that the amount of what's called discretionary spending, so like that Congress can routinely set, is way under what the like permanent obligations are for what the government always spends. That's what's driving the growth of government. That's what's driving mm-hmm. the spending. So the amount that Congress, who remind you, are the ones we elect to supposedly write the laws, like their hands are tied in 70%. I don't know what the exact amount of the spending is that's non-discretionary, but there's this huge portion, and I believe it's greater than a majority at this point of spending that their hands are tied on how to answer it. And I think that's where I get most excited about politics is like, to me, it's how do you find the path forward between all these competing interests to make a difference? Because if you just say, I'm going to take over a party and then I'm going to write laws, taking into account the usual interests of that party, you're not going to get anywhere. There's not going to be a difference. There's no possibility for it. I mean, the numbers just aren't there. Um, well, we have about five minutes before we need to really, really wrap it up. I have two quick questions and then I don't know what <laughs> I have five is. minutes, but I have seven or eight quick questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just can answer it in one word. Yeah. Um, okay. No, um, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, sometimes I feel like Republicans are greedy. I'm sorry. But what would you say to that? If, if a lot of people think that Republicans are greedy. I don't think the government should steal your money. Give it away. Okay. If someone rich wants to donate their money to the government, cool. Okay, because you're different because you believe that there shouldn't be all these loopholes and there shouldn't be all this like type of bullshit. Yeah, I think taxation is theft, but I think it's socially required theft. And so if we're going to steal uh, from people, we need to keep it as well as possible. I agree. Do you believe in universal health care? Too extreme? By the market, yes. What does that mean? 
And then we need a fail safe for the public that's going to take care of the lowest of the low. But what that looks like, I don't know. I mean, we have programs that can do some of that already. Um, okay. Yeah. That's, that's uh, another murky thing to define because what's basic. Right. I mean, it's going, and it's not going to provide for full needs. Uh, it's, right. But we've got the medical system that by cutting out, by having this middleman of massive insurance companies, it's totally obfuscated proper pricing. And so mm-hmm. pricing is so screwed up that yep. now the system has blown out of control. Um, so I think you do have to return to a situation where we quit propping up insurance companies, but that's also going to mean that costs, costs for the patient will probably go up in some ways, at least initially. Um, and that's where you're going to have to get creative on what federal programs look like to limit those costs. Um, because like just moving the digital record keeping and make do keeping better records probably won't in the long run prices will go down if we get the middleman out, but it's messy moving from system to system as we saw with Obamacare. And it's going to be politically messy to get anywhere because we've got these rent seekers already there. Insurance companies don't want to lose their business. Hmm. Okay. Um, Christina or Brittany? <laughs> <laughs> Christina, Christina Aguilera, Aguilera is a very dated. Oh, oh, Christina Aguilera, <laughs> love yeah, it. Clearly. I support you. I support I, both, but I love Brittany. I, I, yeah, Christina's I'm got half the voice. So, yeah, I'll tell you I, what. You know, but Brittany, boy, I mean, I know we know Jen loves Brittany. Jen's a Brittany gal. Brittany, Brittany bitch. I don't know who's whatever floats also your boat. Think whatever, right? whatever floats your boat. If we could just all oh, Christina's boys. the more practical answer, though. To be. To be real. Yeah, it's Xtina. Xtina. Okay, so I have a question. Are you, do you have any more? No. Okay. Okay. Do you, Jackie, feel like when you have the conversations with people from a different party that you genuinely listen to what they're having to say and try to empathize? Or do you, would you, do you feel like sometimes that you just want them to hear what you have to say. I'm not, I feel like I just put words into your, like, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, you- I, I very much listen because I think that we are complex people. We're not monolithic as dad likes to say, mm. but we, a lot of us live in the gray area and I like to find other people who also live in that mm. type of, of, of area. I think yeah. it's much easier actually to talk to somebody like Danny than to, kind of talk to somebody who's much more close, close-minded close about yeah. it. Um, but no, I I definitely want to hear what they have to say because I think we both can learn from one another. I mean, quickly, Danny, do you ever feel like sometimes Russia is trying to <laughs> divide us <laughs> more um, and like br- make us like, do you ever feel like divided politics that like weakens America? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, um, we've had a huge decline in institutions and as a general rule um, and just devolving into tribes is going to make it a lot less effective for yeah. people to come together. Like we saw this brief moment after nine 11 and then it, you know, it's brief. It dissipated. Yeah. Um, Rally around the flag effect. Yeah. Mm. Right. This just makes it so much worse. Yeah. The Trump. Kinda... World War two. We saw the same thing, but a lot more extended of it. And that's why people don't do things like vote as much anymore. And voting is the easiest metric. You look at things, other metrics like donating to candidates, volunteering for candidates, uh, joining bowling leagues, joining fraternal societies. I mean, (laughs) it's a lot easier when people come together and are willing to talk to each other 
And now it's too easy to be fragmented. So if we're not talking to each other and we're living in these bubbles, we're not going to get anywhere. I know. Right. And you really will not understand what someone is going through if you don't get through their, like why they actually feel that way. Cause it's really easy to just like hop on something. But if you don't ever like find out why they care about that, like then you'll never know. Like, and you'll, it's just easier to just out of sight, out of mind it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And you guys should have a call about medical marijuana after this so you can really get on board. Sure. <laughs> I mean, you know, well, it's funny because my brain went to like, who cares about medical marijuana? And then when I heard about the women who's kid, right. Right. It, you know, it's like, but had you ever even like heard that from them, you wouldn't have thought about that. Or I mean, maybe you would have heard it. It has, I don't know. It's like no. you would have supported, if someone asked you and said, sure, yeah. but you're yeah. not going to care. Yeah. And yeah. everyone's got an issue that they care about. You wouldn't, um, you wouldn't like have that be like, that's the one on this ballot that I get. abortion, I think is what we found out. <laughs> <laughs> that's his uh, bread and butter. Well, I heard that is all he wants to talk about. He loves it. Um, well, Danny, Performs it. I mean, we could just go on and on, but I just... Oh <laughs> for the record, he does not. He's not record, no, I do not. Not perform. Um, I just Danny, got one, and I'm going to go get one in a minute. Danny Sermon at gmail.com If you have abortion <laughs> questions, um, uh, um, no, I'm just kidding. That's not. I don't think that's his email. Danny, I, I can't thank you enough for being. That's my dad. Oh, oh, he's going to get so many. Oh, good. Thank you um, so much for. Like just bearing with us. And I know talking about issues that you're not necessary, that's not your bread and butter, but like just talking it out with us and being open and listening and sharing your expertise and your, your history buffness with us. I really appreciate it. You're quite welcome. For having me. Bad time to freeze. Bad. God, I was like, <laughs> he hates me. <laughs> you froze. He's, you froze. You froze. You said, <laughs> I think he said you're welcome. I think he said, Fuck you. Yeah, I think it's a bit hurt. Danny? I said, thanks for having me. Okay. Oh, okay, great. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, he said, I, I'm i with her. I think that's what I heard. <laughs> I heard hashtag me too. I heard hashtag time's up. I heard hashtag I'm with her. You guys just all didn't hear it. Hey, you didn't hear it, but that's what happened. When you go low, Thank we go you. high. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I'm sad I that we... hate that saying, by the way. Fucking hate that What saying. is it? When they go low, we go high. What does that even mean? I don't know what that What means. are we talking about? I just wish we could have heard more from Ron Paul in the back, but he, boy, was he there overlooking His presence was with us. <laughs> Anyways, um, is there anything that you want to share with our listeners? Yeah. Like, uh, like do, is there any way people can follow you, do you or like plug get on board or Twitter, Instagram? Uh, did you write a book? Uh, yeah. My, tw- my Twitter is Daniel Sermon. It's real creative. S U R M A N. I blog about elections uh, at rrhelections.com with a bunch of other Republican bloggers. We don't talk issues at all. It's only horse race politics. So if you want to see who's winning, who's losing, and not have any of the conversations we did tonight, you can read that. Okay. All right. It's rrh, as I said? Elections.com. R-R-H. Cool. Well, thank you so much for having the conversation. I know Jackie already said that, but I didn't get to say it. No, we're just, I think this is what needs to happen a little bit. I, yeah. This like sounds so corny. It's like, well, the end of the thing. And like, we yeah. all have hearts, but oh yeah. Oh, are you an asshole for disliking Republicans is the question, <laughs> Jackie? No, disliking the Republican party. The Republican I, party. I still just like, don't agree with a lot of the issues. Okay. But am I an but, asshole? I don't know. But well, you tell me, Daniel, what do you think? Danny? What do you guys think? I think as long as it's not an individual Republican just for the R, you're okay. All right. Just for the hard R. 
<laughs> not no, that's not. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's All right. That's right. As long as you're not kind of deeming everyone as the same. Yeah. Yeah. I always just think you just you gotta talk to people. Yeah. I just still don't really that's all right. Support we're not looking values, but thank you so much. <laughs> no, I mean yeah. Thank you so much. But, then, but I don't also don't think that it's like a, always a thing of just like how can we get the other person to I mean, I guess that's just to have the conversation, but well, no, you're right. What we have to do is find those things where we align and be like, I understand where you're coming from. And even the shit that we don't align with, I understand why you feel that way. Right. That's the best we can do, I think, at this point. Yeah. All right, Duder. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jen. Thank you Thanks so for your much. Expertise and um, being a little bit more knowledgeable than I am on politics and psychology. Way more on psychology. That's that's the one-two punch of a poli sci undergrad Ooh. and a psychology doctorate. There she that's is. very true. <laughs> Which means I wholly underperformed. <laughs> <laughs> now that everyone right. knows that, yes. judge Ooh. her. <laughs> judge me. Um, right, Anyways, guys. thanks again. Bye. Thanks, Bye. Thank Bye. you. Thank you for listening to Am I an Asshole? The one about disliking the Republican Party Part 2 with Danny Sermon. Thank you so much for listening, you guys. Always thank you for your rates and your subscribes and your sharings. Yeah, if you like what you heard, like us and subscribe on iTunes. Leave us a review, but also tell your friends about it. Just be like, hey, you have a shitty commute. 40 minutes, you can plug this on and maybe less than 40 minutes. Okay. <laughs> Greg's. Um, no, absolutely. We love you. Thank you for your continued patronage. Uh huh. Patronage. <laughs> I don't Oops. know. Bye. Bye. <laughs>